Hi, and welcome to AGM Watch, brought to you by the Australian Shareholders Association. Coming up on November 12, 2020, is the Woolworths AGM, ASX code WOW, or more commonly known as WOW. Our company monitor is Don Adams. Hello, Don. Hello, Phil. Is Woolworths the corporate hero of the pandemic? I think they've done a very good job in the last year. They had, of course, like a lot of businesses, trouble with the bushfires over the summer. But uh, since March, they've had to really scurry along to get food and supplies to the nation. I mean, they had the shortages back then of uh, of empty shelves with no toilet paper, pasta and rice. Yeah, we remember that well, don't we, that time? (laughs) Yeah, they they responded to that. They've uh, increased their staff by at least 10%. Mm -hmm. um, You know, their deliveries, online business, has uh, just about doubled. Mm -hmm. And they've done well, I think. They're one of... Australia's largest companies. They were also coping, even before the pandemic hit, they were coping with the, uh, the problems presented by the bushfires before that, which we've all almost forgotten yep. about now, haven't they? Yes, and uh, you hear stories about how uh, I had a f- close friend who was trapped in Ulladulla during the bushfires and the only store that was open was uh, Woolworths. They're very pleased with the way their staff responded to the fires and then the COVID crisis. Mm. And they've done a, a particular a reward program for the staff, which is quite a, a surprise to see, quite unusual, by giving shares to 106,000 staff and gift cards to another 53,000 staff. So we're recording this episode on Wednesday, November 4, after the release of the first quarter results. It seems no surprise that the growth has been pretty strong in this period, and a lot of it's to do with online sales and liquor sales, understandably. Yes, the really strong growth has been in um, both Big W, which is surprising because Big W's been a bit of a drag on them for for a while, and in what they call Endeavour Drinks now, which is Dan Murphy's and BWS. They've created a group called the Endeavour Group, which incorporates the Endeavour Drinks and the hotels business. The hotels is a real drag on them uh, because a lot of them are closed. There are 85 hotels in Victoria alone that are just closed right now, won't open until November 9th. So they had a fall off in revenue there of 33% in the last quarter, the quarter that's just finished uh, at the end of September. And there were extra costs as well involved with the COVID-19, the extra costs of cleaning yes. and extra hygiene yeah. protocols, which have, has had an impact, I believe. For the first half of the year, they had uh, extra costs of $404 million, which is cleaning and personal protection equipment, contractors and security, additional staff beyond the growth that would be required to deal with the increase in sales and supply chain costs. Even though their sales were up strongly in 2020, their profits were flat. In fact, profits were down. Uh, EBIT before significant items was flat, but there were big costs that they incurred in the significant items last year. One was their closing some distribution centres and building a uh, brand new fully automatic distribution centre in Sydney. And they incurred, I think, $129 million in provisions against the costs of closing those centres for redundancy and breaking leases. They had $185 million in expense as the final expense for the underpayment issue that uh, 
came up last year. That cost them $500 million altogether because they underpaid certain managers because they just got their salaries, whereas given the hours they worked, if they'd been covered by the award, they would have got a higher payout. And it turns out that Woolworths didn't check that, and so they've incurred huge costs um, trying to yeah, remediate that. And are there any other significant costs that have been incurred? Yes, they've gone and restructured their drinks business and the hotels business into the Endeavour Group and set that up as a separate company, still owned by Woolworths. And the transformation costs to do that uh, were $230 million. This is before tax. Yep. So it was uh, quite a substantial expense. They intend to divest of the Endeavour Group, and I think that's driven perhaps by a desire to be more focused on the food business, perhaps to be out of the alcohol business. I don't know. They did get a lot of criticism last year at the AGM as being the largest owner of poker machines in Australia. Maybe that's making them feel uncomfortable with those businesses. And um, the thing I've noticed is speaking to parents is that uh, some of them would feel it's been an Ushi-led recovery for them. Yes, I am. I'm afraid I don't pay too much attention to be Ushis being a, an old bloke with no grandchildren nearby. So <laughs> I see them around here all the time. Yeah. Parents, yeah. parents actually trading in Ushis for their kids. <laughs> the interesting thing, though, in the last quarter of last year, and the first quarter of the current year, their sales at the super at the stores increased, mm. but the number of visits to the stores went down by like eleven percent, and the number of items in the typical cart went up by fifteen percent. So mm. people were more reluctant to go to the stores, and when they do go, they buy more. Yep. So it's uh, an interesting twist, and I guess that's COVID-related behaviour. Mm. Well, let's move on to ESG and the, the governance of Woolworths. I noticed in uh, the report and the voting intentions that you provided that um, you do point out that they take a significant stance on sustainability, signing up to the UN Global Compact for Sustainability. And yes. that uh, what's impressive, I'm just quoting here now, what's impressive is that by Embedding the values into the business, whether it's employing refugees in the areas in which they live or installing solar panels on its distribution centres or investing in organic farms, it makes sense for the business as well as being good for society as a whole. That's your view of yeah. uh, Woolworths these days? Yes, the sustainability report is a, a large document and it's very, very impressive, the things that they're doing. They see it as good business, of course. I mean, to be able to offer organic lines in the stores just broadens the appeal to potential customers. On the emissions, they've got a target, I think, to reduce 2015 emissions by 60% by the year 2030. And they're reporting how they progress with that each year in the uh, sustainability report. They also have an emphasis on safety in the stores. And uh, that's, in fact, so important to them that it's one of the key indicators for the level of bonus that the people who you know qualify for short-term incentives get. And they had a massive improvement in safety measures in 2020. I mean, you'd like to see them do more. You'd like to see them maybe quantify some of these things, maybe make them part of the remuneration system. But yeah, the, the commitment is genuine. And uh, one of the intriguing things is that all the team members who receive 
a short-term bonus last year for 2020, gave up a large chunk of the bonus to provide some of the funds to give the shares to the permanent staff. Each of the 106,000 permanent staff members who didn't qualify for a bonus received $750 worth of Woolworths shares. That's like an $80 million benefit. And that was to recognise the contribution they'd made during the COVID crisis. Yeah, because um, they, they did really roll up their sleeves, the staff, didn't they, during that time? That's right. That's how the management feel about it. And that's the way they talk to us about it. So, um, yes. Well, on that point, the chairman, when I said, were you a hero company? He said, no, we weren't, but our staff were. Mm. And um, I took that as, you know, the attitude that you see in the company. I mean, it's a big company. Uh, It's also Australia's second most trusted brand name. Uh, which they pro- proudly told me without mentioning what the first one was. But I found <laughs> out later it's Bunnings. <laughs> so <laughs> even without the sausage sizzles, Bunnings continues to be trusted. <laughs> and it's another company that's um, where the sales have been strong during the pandemic, I think. Okay, well, let's uh, move on to the voting intentions. We've got a few coming up and it looks like the association is recommending four for all of these um, votes. And the first is direct re-election. Yes, it's a vote to re-elect Scott Perkins as a director. He has just been appointed chairman at Origin, which is where Gordon Cairns, who is now the chairman of Woolworths, was chairman but just stepped down. Scott Perkins has a strong background in investment banking, uh, mergers and acquisitions, corporate strategy, capital markets, and the chairman, Gordon Cairns, said he's made a very strong contribution to the board in those areas. So um, that's uh, the reason for the four vote then? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. He's well qualified and experienced, yes. And then there's the remuneration report, um, which we're voting for as well. We have a lot to say on the remuneration report because we wanted to talk about how the underpayment of salaried staff, which Mm. was announced last year, has been resolved. We also wanted to talk about the Better Together Award, which was the granting of shares to the permanent team members who are not eligible for bonuses. But also we like the remuneration structure. They have definite goals and they're transparent and they're published in the annual report and uh, it satisfies a lot of the targets that the association has for a remuneration structure. So we're happy to vote for the remuneration report. And then there's the approval of the LTI grant to CEO Brad Banducci. This follows almost automatically from the remuneration report. Because he is a director, shareholders have to approve under the corporation's law the issuance of shares. And uh, it's routine to have an approval in place for the maximum number of shares that he could earn if he gets uh, full vesting in three years' time. And so this is what that is about. So you're feeling that the the interests of management are aligning with the interests of shareholders in this case? Yes. The criteria for the award of this report is there are three. There's relative total shareholder return, that is how they perform relative to other companies. Last year, they were on the 86th percentile in shareholder return, which is fairly high up there. The other two measures for this uh, sales per square metre, a very important metric for any retail business. 
and return on funds employed. And these are measured over a three-year period against our target and stretch levels. Mm. And that determines the amount. The number of shares here is not what he'll get. That's only what he'd get if he achieved the stretch level for all three measures. For example, in the last financial year, he only got 64% of the share rights that had been awarded to him in 2018. So um, that doesn't mean that his income is going to be kicked up by the total number of shares that we've approved at this in this motion at the meeting. So tell us about the renewal of approval of termination benefits for three years. What's, what does that mean? When a manager or executive leaves a company, payments that go beyond what they're due, in essence, need to be approved by shareholders. Woolworths have a policy in place which lists what their approach would be when someone leaves under various circumstances. For example, if they're fired for cause, there's no termination benefits. If they die, there's generally a a full payout of the accumulated long-term incentive and short-term incentive compensation. And there's a range of other outcomes built into it. So this is an approval of that policy and it gives the board flexibility to apply it rather than having to seek shareholder approval for each instance of uh, a termination. And um, will you be asking any questions at the AGM? We've got a couple of questions. We want to ask a bit more about the underpayment issue. The $185 million expense in 2020 seems pretty high and we'd like to know what that's made up of. And uh, the other question will be on the issue of shares to the permanent team members, as they did in the last year, asking whether that's going to be permanent. And it's not clear whether they bought the shares on the market or whether they gave them newly issued shares, those kinds of little details. Okay, Don, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome, Phil. It's a very interesting company and uh, we like it.